0: Welcome to Full Body Frequency, the one-hour weekly show that celebrates everything full-bodied and fabulous. I'm Laura Rice, your guide through the Full Body Frequency experience. This is the current through which we will explore the truths and explore the myths about the lives and loves of plus size women. Since our lives shouldn't depend on how others see us, neither does this show. Full Body Frequency is the platform through which we will dialogue about moving through this world fully engaged with passion and purpose. Our foundation, fashion, art, culture, beauty, health and wellness, travel and love. This week's show is all about getting your hands and feet, some are pretty and some are fierce. Join me as I take full body frequency on the road to Fringe, a salon in Chicago's hip Wicker Park neighborhood. At Fringe, nail artist, nail technician, and plus size model, Gigi Lyra walks me through the world of nail art, which has moved from urban streets and hip hop culture to the runways of New York, Europe, and Africa. Gigi and I also talk best home and salon practices, while she works her magic on my hands and feet. Full Body Frequency is visible, viable, voluptuous radio. Stay tuned.
1: Cha 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 to the smarty I'm the dopest female that you've heard thus far, and I do get better. The voice gets wetter, nobody gets hurt
0: as long as you let her
1: do my thing with an eighty nine swing. The dopeness, I write a guaranteed delight until the hip hop maniac, the uptown brainiac, in full effect MC light is back and better than
0: before. As if that was positive. welcome back to Full Body Frequency. I'm Laura Rice. Summer is the time for revealing more skin. So without question, it's also the time to put your best hands and feet forward with manicures, pedicures and serious moisturization to beat back dry, ashy and flaky body parts. If you're like me, you love a good mani pedi, the way your fingers and toes look and the way you feel when you leave the salon. Many moons ago, I rocked orange-red polish or French manicures on my acrylic-tipped fingernails. Today, I'm acrylic-free, but intrigued by the modern shapes and new possibilities acrylics and gels offer. But before I rock stiletto, lipstick, or even coffin-inspired nails, I needed to check out the freshest nail art that would accommodate my squovel-shaped natural nails. And before you head to your bedroom salon or a professional one, be sure to read the New York Times article entitled, The Price of Nice Nails, along with Essence.com's conversation with Trisha Lee, former MAC makeup artist and founder of The Polish Bar in Brooklyn. She's featured in an article entitled, What You Should Know Before Your Next Manicure. And of course, listen to the show in its entirety. A big thank you to Don Bublitz, Fringe's owner, for allowing Full Body Frequency to bring this show to you today. So Gigi, how did you get started?
1: But I was going to Catholic school and everybody had really cool nails. I was a B-girl, really into hip hop. Everybody had really awesome designs on their nails and stuff. And I asked my mom if I could get my nails done. And she was like, yeah, sure, baby. And I was like, "Okay, it's going to be like $20 every two weeks. And she was like, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen. But I'll buy you the kit, and you can figure it out yourself. And then from that point on, I just started doing my own nails. I started working at Beauty Bar about five years ago. Beauty Bar is a bar that's a chain. There's one in New York, or just two in New York now. And its premise is like, it's a club, it's a bar. You can get a manicure, you can get a martini and i started working there part-time started getting more into nail art and Wifey lives here she came to beauty bar and was trying to do a night there right when he first opened and it was the first time i ever saw the nail art that i had been admiring from England and Japan, like, up close and personal. Wow. Going on blogs, even, you know, you look at Tokyo Street fashion stuff, everybody's got nail art. Like, the goth kids have nail art. The preppy kids, the the super kawaii, like, powder pink wig. Nail art doesn't belong to a certain subculture in Japan. Everyone's got it. A conservative lady's got some crazy designs. A person who, like, looks like an anime character's got designs. It belongs to everybody. And I also just discovered Wa Nails. And seeing, like, those nail designs up close, I was like, oh, my God, there's a market for that here? People are doing that here? Like, it's so Wah Nails is based out of England. I think their base is Topshop. Okay. So the top Shops in England and even possibly in New York. Mm-hmm. There's a top to Shop them. in New York, yeah. Yeah, they have nail salons in them where you can get nail art. Wow. Oh, okay. And they even have a couple of products, like nail art pens and stuff. And, like, at the time, I was like, not, you weren't even able to get your hands on the, like, The polish that they used, and so I saw Astro. I feel like wow, she's really she's doing that, and she's doing that here, and she has a market for that here, and like that's super cool. I didn't know if that was something people were doing here in the states, let alone in Chicago. So it inspired me to like, okay, well if people want this, then I need to up my game. I need to start practicing. I need to start getting my supplies. I need to start getting good, and I like. I studied art as a child for years, and like always drew, and you know maybe I did graffiti when I was in high school and got in trouble all the time. And I was like, hey, now I'm drawing again. Now I'm painting again. It was fun to kind of discover what things worked and what things didn't work. To use a certain product, ah oh, shoot, man, this doesn't. It dries too fast, and to so then use another product to be like, oh, this is smooth as butter. This is great. And, use a glue and be like man the stones fall off right away and then use a different glue and go, oh stay, stay on for two weeks yeah it's always fun to kind of discover and explore products and techniques so you were really
0: able to tap into your creativity and your imagination through yeah. nail art
1: yeah i was i was i hadn't been drawing or doing anything visual art based in, since i was in high school so it was yeah it was definitely fun
0: Now there's so many options for nail care, nail beauty, and nail art these days as you mentioned. There's Pinterest, Instagram, Tumblr, and other social media, and even blogs that offer great information and visuals. But before we jump into the trends, let's talk a little bit about basic nail care. And with the elements, constant washing of our hands and the use of hand sanitizers, our hands can be wrecked. So what can we do to prepare our nails for home or salon manicures?
1: I think one of the biggest things people need to keep in mind is nail care isn't something that is done strictly in the salon and then you go home and then you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And not to expect results, especially dramatic results, from issues such as like really torn up cuticles or a really really dry feet like that's gonna take maintenance that you're gonna have to do at home too that when then when you come in and you see me and you know I file your feet or I do some cuticle care something that's gonna help but if you are engaging in activities like let's say you're a bartender so your hands are in water all the time and sometimes you're also helping clean like your your your, your glasses there's one of the things you put your glasses in that it has sterilization, like almost like barbicide. Mm-hmm. It has like a liquid that disinfects in there. That's really drying and dehydrating to your hands. So you have to maintain care on your own, too. Mm-hmm. You know, put cuticle oil on, put lotion on, keep little lotion for everybody, men, mm-hmm. women. Everybody needs to put on lotion. Put on lotion. <laughs> like it's not so dry, it's like put on oh, lotion. lotion all the time. Like <laughs> buy some intense strength lotion. Rub it into your cuticles. Don't and people ignore, they use their hands to apply it, but then they forget their hands. It's like give yourself a hand massage, rub it into your cuticles. So people need to concentrate on maintaining care at home. You know, you get your feet filed at the and your heels filed at the salon and yeah, that's like it's it looks great, and it feels great, and it's nice and smooth after, mm-hmm. but that's something that for some people, depending on how much you're on your feet, mm-hmm. and what type of shoes you always wear, there's factors at play, you may need to hit it up yourself okay. in between your appointments. In between visits, right. In between, between visits, right. get a pumice stone, mm-hmm. and take care of that. Um, you know, if you want to do the pet egg thing, I think a pet egg is actually great, just be careful with it. I really like the pet egg, and, a, and products similar to the pet egg, because... The dead skin is harder, so it keeps on scraping at the dead skin, and it almost, as long as you're not putting too much pressure, it almost stops on its own picking up any skin once it reaches healthy, pliable skin. So, as long as you're paying attention to your body and you're not putting so much, like, elbow grease into it when you're doing your filing, the pet egg is almost foolproof. But, don't quote me on that, because you can hurt yourself with any product. You can hit yourself with a plastic kid's toy ball, you know, like, it's... Just be careful, but it really, it almost stops picking up the skin when you're filing at it. And then you're like, oh, there, I'm done on that side. I want to hit up the other side. Oh, there, it's done on that side, you know. Yeah. And just use it for yourself. Don't share. And do it yourself. And the, the key is to use it on a dry foot. Don't use it on a wet foot. Right.
0: What about the fish that eat away the dry skin? Have you ever had one of those pedicures?
1: No, I have not. And I think that they're maybe illegal everywhere in the United States now. So the issue with those, while I find like it to be a really novel idea, and I would love to try that one day. I don't think anywhere in the United States is allowed to do that anymore because after pedicures you're supposed to be able to disinfect everything, the bowl the implements uh. everything. There's no way to clean the fish and who's to say if there's any way for the fish to to be contaminated with some type of infection mm-hmm. that still lives within them since they're a live organism and then pass that on to someone else with their little sharp little teeth, mm-hmm. you know, so
0: yeah, that's great information and
1: Don't be afraid to take care of yourself. Yeah. I know that it's it just seems easier to let someone else do it but taking care of yourself could be very rewarding
0: (laughs) present company including note to self laura if you're just joining us we're talking summer nails and nail art on today's full body frequency this is laura rice and i'm being hosted by chicago's fringe a salon my guest is gigi lira a nail artist and technician at Fringe. (laughs) So my cuticles are thick and grow or develop very quickly Mm -hmm. so and I like to have them trimmed but some say pushing cuticles back is the safest route what's your take on that?
1: I think that I like to go on a case-by-case basis I don't always trim everyone's cuticles. Uh To some people they feel like they may be like missing out on getting the full salon experience when they're not getting their cuticles nipped but I only nip if there's something that's dangling over. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. If there's something really uneven, if there's like a really gnarly hangnail, mm-hmm. um, if the cuticles are extra, super, super thick. But cuticles aren't bad to have. Like there's n- there's nothing wrong with having cuticles. When they grow unevenly upon the nail plate, and then when they get pushed back, they're all hanging all over the place and flopping like like it's no one's business. Then that's when I start to nip. And <laughs> okay. I think that it's it's not. Everyone doesn't have to get their cuticles nipped. and to be honest, when I go and get my nails done at other places, sometimes I don't let them cut my cuticles, or even the cuticles on my toes. I ask them to just push it back. Pushing it back in the shower when your hands are nice and warm and wet is the best thing, in my opinion, to do. Okay. And you'd be surprised how great of condition they could get in just from doing that on your own. So
0: what's the reason for not trimming or cutting your cuticles?
1: well there's a lot of factors at play like you know you can't always trust all salons there are definitely some places i would walk into i wouldn't feel comfortable letting them use their implements on me Mm -hmm. and then there are other places i'd walk into where i'd be like oh you know what i could see the autoclave over there i could see the there's other places i'd walk into where i'd be like i could trust this here okay even if you have a healthy cuticle sometimes when it's cut the layers of skin like almost meet to a point when they grow together as the, in the cuticle. And then when you nip them, they're pulled apart. And then that ends up often, even if you cut them in the neatest, best, most precise way, the top layer of skin doesn't meet that bottom layer right. of skin and starts to peel. Mm-hmm. And then people start to peel that. And then it starts to bleed. So sometimes it actually ends up causing more problems mm-hmm. than solving problems. Right. So So it's just a
0: constant battle to keep your cuticles in check.
1: And honestly, too, what happens like a catch-22, sometimes removing things or filing things away completely makes your body want to replace that, and Mm -hmm. it grows back more. You have a huge callus on your foot because you're putting a lot of pressure in that area mm-hmm. when you walk. Your body actually needs that callus. But if you don't take care of it too, enough, mm-hmm. it could crack and it could bleed and it could get crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, taking care of it, filing it's one thing. But when people are like, just get rid of it altogether and they want you to use a shaver, which is illegal in mm-hmm. Illinois, or, you know, you over-file it, the next time you walk and that pressure is put in that space, you could get a blister because mm-hmm. now you don't have that cushion. Mm-hmm. Or your body starts to needs it so bad and there's nothing there it builds it back up really fast Mm. and then it was worse the second time even than it was the first time and it's almost like it's almost the same thing with cuticles sometimes Mm -hmm. you can cut cuticles then they start to peel when they grow back and then now you're cut stuck with like peely like skin at the cuticle base. Right. Mm-hmm. People's cuticles are healthy and even even if they're thick, most of the time I leave them there. Okay. And I also like to ask people to like okay. would you like for me to cut them? Mm-hmm. But I also offer my opinion so you know they're in good shape. You don't have to if you don't want to okay.
0: Well we'll see about my cuticles in a few minutes. <laughs> You're listening to full body frequency and we've taken the show on the road and down the street to fringe a salon for a mani-patty with nail technician and artist Gigi Lira, who is also
1: a plus-size model. This, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even want to cut. Mm -hmm. You see how it's just all nice and and neat? Mm -hmm. Some people, it's their preference. They don't even like to see that skin, Right. but I don't, that skin isn't necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. It's all healthy. It's, yeah, so when it's there, it doesn't cause any problems it's all even it's all uniform it's not growing unevenly mm-hmm. this one I would want to okay you see the difference right how there's just unevenness and there's already like little scraggly parts that are mm-hmm. asking for a little extra attention
0: yeah cuz I pretty much pulled at that
1: yeah. yeah and this one may be a little no, okay. this one not even yeah because look at it, it's nice and neat mm-hmm. but let's see let's find another one on maybe on this hand okay And your cuticles they stick to the nail plate so if i were to push use more force to push them back Mm -hmm. then i could cause damage to the nail plate and that damage manifests in white spots Mm -hmm. called gluconegia so Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you see white spots on your nail Mm -hmm. that's because either you or a manicurist or something happened to cause a little bit it grows out it's not a sign of disease or infection. It just means, like, maybe you slammed your do- your finger in the door or mm-hmm. you were a little too rough or mm. you pushed back too hard or mm. something like
0: that. You said that my cuticles are pretty resistant to being pushed back. Yeah,
1: they don't like to be pushed back too much. Some cuticles like to be, like, you give them a little bit, of like, a little bit, and they just kind of lift up. Mm. Yours are pretty dirty, mm-hmm. I guess is what I would say. I feel like you probably don't get a lot of hangnails. No, no, I don't. Yeah. They're not so delicate. I mean, look at those. That's, that's a nice shape to a nail bed. They're nice and even and uniform and, and healthy. And that's okay. Very good. Good to know. So, I
0: love paraffin treatments and know that my hands and feet feel lovely after them. In addition to the softness, what are the other benefits?
1: I think paraffin almost creates a temporary barrier, so if you are in water a lot, it might create a nice barrier between the water coming in and you know drying you out, but also it might take a lot of treatments, like consistently, to really get the full effect. but other than that, it kind of just seals everything up and makes everything all nice and baby smooth and like, without there being much risk of anything. As as long as the paraffin is put in a bag and you're not dipping into the paraffin. Don't oh. ever let anyone dip you into paraffin. Okay. Because paraffin is warm and it's wet, so it's like the perfect breeding ground for bacteria. So when you're getting a paraffin treatment, the paraffin should be placed in a plastic bag, and then you place your foot or your hand inside and then have the paraffin rubbed on you. But as long as that's being done, it's a great pretty much no no risk, low risk thing to do to seal you up.
0: So how often should we have paraffin treatments on our feet and
1: on our hands? Maybe it depends on the person, but it would definitely not hurt to get them done with every treatment, with every manicure or pedicure visit that you have. And then who knows, if you start to see that like the next time you come, you don't need one, then it's doing what it's supposed to do and you could skip it. But especially if you're starting off with very dry skin, Mm You know come in for a pedicure every month and then come in for a manicure every week and get it done as part of your treatment oh, okay so
0: outside of coming in for paraffin treatments what's the best way to keep your hands and feet moisturized during summer months I, I know you mentioned lotion are there specific types of lotion though that work better than others for really dry skin or
1: that's just a matter of the person everyone has like skin sensitivities these days or has the particulars of what they can and cannot use on their skin use coconut oil, use olive oil. You're in the kitchen cooking with some very good olive oil. Rub some of that on top of everything. Put it on your elbows, put it on your cuticles. I am a fan of using olive oil, Aveeno products, and I like to experiment too. I also keep solar oil.
0: Stay tuned for more of my mani-pedi, including nail art, when Full Body Frequency returns from this quick break. Back and on a full-body frequency field trip at Friend Salon to get summer ready with a mani-pedi. Gigi, you consider yourself a nail artist, and with Instagram and YouTube, folks are really tapping into their imaginations and creating their own designs. But what keeps women coming into the salon?
1: I think what helps people keep coming into salons to get their services done and to get nail art and you know crazy cool hair stuff is the desire to create your own identity and what I'm noticing too is like a lot of people no longer feeling like nails and nail art belong to this one type of person or just to one demographic or like really the sky's the limit any idea that you have for your nails can be manifested that more people are interested in getting it Mm -hmm. because it's accessible.
0: But in terms of the salon, I would almost think that you're going to get a more professional look when you come into the salon, but is it also because there is more choice like in terms of stamping, in terms of stickers, in terms of 3D effects, jewels, matte finishes, metallics, anything from like Justin Bieber <laughs> to food, or yeah. as you, you mentioned, characters.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think that people are just like, more and more often kind of like screw the rules Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i can't even remember the last time i put like a sheer beigey color on somebody Mm. people who work in offices people who work in um in corporate environments like the rules have really been broken Mm -hmm. as to what's allowed And, I mean, that's not to say especially people who work in the medical profession or in the service industry where they work with foods. There are definitely, and I understand the need for the rules that are applied to their nail care where they shouldn't have nail polish. And if they do, it should be very, very natural. Mm -hmm. There's so much opportunity in nail art that doesn't necessarily mean like cuckoo, crazy, out of control, dangly Mm -hmm. things, rhinestones all over the place. People are just relieved that now there's... A lot more opportunity and a lot more acceptable Mm -hmm. and accessible but I feel like people are breaking the rules they're They're breaking the rules they're like give me something cool when you talk about folks in
0: offices are we talking about like simple shapes at the base of the nail or metallic stripes down the middle of the nail like over a white or nude nail or are we talking about nails that every other well every three fingers has a different color
1: we are probably talking more along the lines of very sleek and minimal nail art, such mm-hmm. as a moon, maybe like a white nail with a black moon. Okay. Or a beige nail with like maybe a lime green moon. Mm-hmm. Or a beige nail with a lime green French tip instead mm-hmm. of a the classic pink and white. Or we are talking things like a stripe or a nail that's half and half. Mm-hmm. Or the ombre has become very, very popular where mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, well, it it looks nice. It's beautiful. It's not so much aggressively in your face, like, hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful effect. So an ombre seems to be something, too, that can be appropriate for the workplace, but also gives you the opportunity to do something a little bit fun. Mm.
0: One of the things that I asked you when I first met you was about, I called them the Beyonce nails, and you corrected me, and you said, oh, they're, they're the stilettos, and so there's so many like crazy shapes, and not crazy in a bad way, but crazy in a good way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just really wonderful, so talk a little bit about the shapes that are available via gels and acrylic, and realistically, Is anyone able to get their own nails shaped, like, some of the shapes and actually maintain them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say if you are growing your nails out and you have really long nails and you do pointy and stiletto nails that are natural without any enhancement, no, like, silk wrap, no gel, no no chip or something, just regular nail polish, because it's pointy at the tip, you are running the risk of having that nail be more likely to break. If you're a princess that gets to sit at home all day and do nothing, and not work a job, and not wash a dish, maybe not. But for the rest of us out there, that's running the risk of you having that nail break. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with that. So it definitely does help to have an enhancement over it. One of the shapes that I've been really liking is um, the coffin shape, also called like the ballerina shape or ballet slipper shape, because it is, it's about to come to a narrow point, mm-hmm. like the stiletto, but that edge, that tip is cut off and squared. So it's not a square nail. You still see it taper and get thinner, mm-hmm. but it, um, it squares off and I really like the shape of that. There is a nail artist that I had seen that was making Natural nails, a little pointy. Like they do a lot of no chips, and they do. Yeah, I know. They don't do enhancements, so everyone's nails are very workable. I guess I would say like sporty length. And she always would cut their nails into a into a point, hmm. and it looked so cool. But it was a very wide point, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where it's like. Coming from the, the fold right here, the, it'd be from there to there. Oh, I got you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, I, yeah. you, you have enough length on your nail right now that we would have been able to do it. Oh but wow! Okay. It's always and I have on short your, nails. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. done on people with short nails, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool and probably less likely to get the breaking because it's not, you know, hanging over the edge mm-hmm. so much
0: one of the nails that really scares me—the shapes—and that's just the lipstick, because I just see the nail tearing if it's a natural nail, or if it's an acrylic or a gel. It just looks like it's very dangerous. Delicative. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but when you have an enhancement on it, you're—if you, if it's an acrylic, if it's a gel, if it's—if mm-hmm. it's no chip, to be honest, like you're—you're you're pretty much gonna be all right. My favorite shape is a nice tapered oval. It starts to taper in, but it's rounded, mm-hmm. so not mm-hmm. so much pointy, but rounded. That, I think that's actually one of the most flattering nail shapes mm-hmm. for people to like, look like you're elongating the nail. Wow. So what are you doing now? Now I'm putting a nail foil on. Oh, wow. Ooh, gold. It's metallic. Metallic. It's okay. actually like everything right now. It's got a little blue. It's got some purple. Oh. I thought it would look really pretty with the, the color that we put on. Very
0: cool. So I am no longer a nail art version. <laughs> My cherry has been popped. <laughs> thank, you,
1: thank you for letting me do what I do.
0: This is so cool. What
1: I'm actually going to do is draw another little nice and neat line around it to make it look even more perfect. Okay. With the polish to like make sure I get it really precise. If you've just tuned
0: in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency. Today, we're talking mani pedis and hand and foot maintenance with nail artist extraordinaire, Gigi Lyra. You can see her work on Tumblr at the Gigi Jiggles Nails or book an appointment with her through Fringe a Salon. So what are some more of the kind of hacks that you do? The I guess tricks of the trade.
1: I'm gonna put more polish on. I'm gonna use this brush to put some more polish on. Okay. Let's see, tricks of the trade you can paint your nails with your two coats and your top coat let it dry if you use a quick dry top coat it dries pretty fast and let's say you drew something with acrylic and you don't like it Mm -hmm. you could take cotton or a paper towel i would like cotton with some um alcohol Mm -hmm. and you can wipe it off okay and you can start all over again and that nail underneath is not going to be damaged as long as it's dry enough which is something i like about acrylic paint a lot Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that's so much a hack because I feel like everybody who does nails knows about that one. I'm sorry, I'm telling secrets. No, that's okay. It's that's not okay. really a secret. Another one is like the cleanup brush when people do their own nails at home and they're like, oh, it doesn't ever look nice when I do it. Have Buy an eyeshadow, a cheap generic eyeshadow brush because an actual cleanup brush from a nail supply store seems can sometimes be expensive considering what it is and what it does. If you're a nail tech and you're going to use that brush to do it's usually called a French brush and it gets a nice crisp line under the French tip mm-hmm. so that then you can paint your sheer on top, but it's also great for cleaning up around the edge of the nail to get any like, you know, random stuff that got a little out of place. One of my nail cleanup brushes came from a dollar store and it's plastic. The bristles are synthetic. so. They don't dry out. I love it, it works great. I've had it for like six months now and it cost me literally a dollar. Wow. And it's, it's an eyeshadow brush. And cosmetic brushes work really great. Even if you have a cheap foundation brush or concealer brush, it can work really well. Really great tip. Or if you have an old concealer brush or eyeshadow brush that you don't wanna use anymore, make sure you trim any random hairs that don't wanna like behave so mm-hmm. that it doesn't dip into your polish and create like a line or a streak. And for, when you do have brushes that you use for nail art and stuff and you're cleaning them off all the time, mm-hmm. put some oil on them when you're done. A lot of times they are made, your nail art brushes are made out of actual hair and they dry out, especially when you're putting alcohol on them. You shouldn't put acetone on them, but help sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they dry out. So go ahead and put some um, oil, some of their cuticle oil on them. And it's kind of like you're giving them a conditioning treatment so that they stay in good shape and they don't start to fray. So I'm
0: kind of wedded to my bright colors and my neons in the summertime and deeper, richer tones in the fall and winter, but today you've done something really kind of cool. Tell me about what you're doing.
1: Well, on your toes we did a very, very beautiful, opaque, jewel-toned blue, dark blue. Some people would even say it's got a little bit of violet in it, Mm -hmm. and then we took a sheer glitter that had a sheer color base to it that was a dark blue, but has some hologram glitter in it. And hologram glitter is not just silver glitter, it's, it's able to reflect prisms of light. So depending on how you turn that glitter, it could be reflecting pink, reflecting red, reflecting green, reflecting blue and we put that on top. I've noticed that a lot of people, even though it's getting warmer and it's summer and usually people gravitate towards bright colors, when it comes to these beautiful, very inky, gorgeous blues that don't have any metallic in them, they're not frosty at all, they're opaque, creamy, and flat. um, Right. People are still liking them, especially for toe colors. People are like, well, I should do red, but man, that blue is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, do the blue. It is beautiful. Do the blue. There's no rules, just because it's summer doesn't mean you have to be married to neons or do what makes you happy. Be safe, but do what makes you happy.
0: Yeah, well this makes me very happy. I'm very excited about what you've done. So talk a little bit about your nails. They're really beautiful. You've got greens and grays.
1: There's so much going on on my nails. So I wanted to experiment with some new products that I had heard about. So I just went a little crazy and painted lots of different things on my nails Mm -hmm. to see how they wear. One of the things I have is um, there's a product that's called Bio Seaweed, and it's a no-chip product. It's supposed to be one of the most natural of your no-chip options with the least amount of chemicals. I need to investigate more the product because sometimes businesses make claims that aren't necessarily true. Like you put a little bit of seaweed into something that doesn't make it all natural. Right, right, right. But um, <laughs> Now, they have a product that's an Mm all-in-one, meaning that it's a no-chip. The base and the top coat and the color is all-in-one bottle. Mm. It is amazing because it eliminates your service time, Mm -hmm. which is great for the client. That's less curing time if people are concerned about UV or LED light exposure. Also, it cuts your time. You're out the door faster. And for a nail tech, let's be honest here, that means you're able to fit more services. Mm -hmm. And it's also a reputable A reputable business I have a lime green bio seaweed all-in-one on my on some of my nails and I also have a shimmery glittery gray on some of my nails I'm a big fan of the color change polishes and so I bought some gel Two brand color change gels so all of what I have on right now is a no chip or a gel polish the gel Two, I bought one that is it's gray when it's when you're warm and it turns black when you're cold oh wow so um, I could even show you right now how that works
0: whoa that's very cool very cool and it'll
1: turn back yeah if I'm warm and when okay. I'm cold it turns black and what's funny too is like depending on how cold I am like every time I look at my hands it could be different you know mm-hmm. maybe. It Maybe it makes an ombre effect on its own because mm. my tips of my fingers are cold. Right. So maybe it'll be black at the tip, fading down into gray. Maybe just a couple of the fingers. It's so, so cool, and I love it so much. It's so much fun. Your nails are so pretty, and a
0: lot of times, manicurists, let's be clear, let's be honest, sometimes they have jacked up nails because mm-hmm. they have a number of different coats of somebody else's polish on or... Mm-hmm. But because now folks are using gloves, you're able to maintain
1: your nails. So talk a little bit about the whole use of gloves and how that came about. Well, mostly it came about because you want to just keep from cross-contamination and you don't don't want to get any type of infection or fungus or something on you. Mm -hmm. It's less likely to get that from someone's hands. Mm -hmm. It's more common to have a fungus on your feet than Mm -hmm. it is on hands. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's more... Definitely more traditional when you're doing pedicures to have gloves on. But definitely people are starting to do it more with manicures too to keep their own nails healthy and because they just want to make sure they're not going to get an infection from anything because you just don't know these days. And I think too what I noticed when I go to a nail place, there are two different classes of people who are nail techs. There are people who became nail techs because they're passionate about nails and it was a choice that they made. And there are people who did it because it was one of the few job opportunities that are available to women who don't maybe don't have a college education or are new to the states or something Okay. so if you're passionate about nails, you're going to keep your nails done you're mm-hmm. going to want them done regardless and you're going to do them all the time mm-hmm. and if you aren't, then you don't care, it's just a job to you, you Wow. Know? Okay. and and that's not to say that you're not going to get a good service from that person mm-hmm. or I'm not trying to like delegitimize like someone else's experience, but there are people who treat it like a job and it's something that they they're not excited about they're not learning more about it's just come to work do it go home mm-hmm. you got your check right and there are people who want to nerd out about it and they want to learn everything they can and they want to they spend their own money buying products and oh. they watch tutorials they read articles they read the magazines they listen to the podcast i know that opportunity have access to that type of information isn't available to everybody so i'm not gonna look down upon people who have like different opportunities to get that information there is some information in many different languages out there i know for sure that one of the nail magazines and there's a lot of nail magazines out there that are written in vietnamese and written in other languages i was always actually mad because my nail school that I went to, they would get nail magazines that came in Vietnamese and I would look at the pictures and the articles and I'm like, I know it's saying something cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what is it saying? (laughs) Can you interpret this for me to my teachers? Like, please, what is is that product? What does it do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But that's one of the things in terms of the passion. And watching people's nails, I mean, that's a great clue, a sign that they're taking really good care of themselves, so they're going to mm-hmm. take really good care of you. After this quick break, we'll return for more nail art and nail care at Fringe, a salon with Gigi Lyra on Full Body Frequency. Welcome back, this is Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice and I'm loving the way my nails are looking. Thanks to Fringe of Salon's fabulous Gigi Lira. You can see more of her work on tumblr.com at the Gigi Jiggles Nails. And you can find more Full Body Frequency on facebook.com or on soundcloud.com forward slash full body frequency. So, you know, in New York City, and everybody's been talking about this, the crackdown on nail salons there, and the underpaying of nail techs there, in particular those from specific immigrant populations. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about your view on what's been going on in New York, because you've been keeping up with everything.
1: Man, this could be a really heavy discussion. Mm -hmm. Those people came here to chase after the American dream. Mm -hmm. And it's, It's capitalism and, and the lie of the American dream mm. that created those those methods mm-hmm. that kept those people down. Mm-hmm. Like
0: and so that's really disheartening. It's so really
1: disheartening. These people came here to get mm-hmm. a better life mm-hmm. and then they come here mm-hmm. and the system and people from their own community are mm-hmm. keeping them down because mm-hmm. that's the only way to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. And so like what's wrong with the system? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with how people are treated, what's wrong with I know, for example um the in Illinois at least or maybe it's in Chicago, the licensing test is only given in English mm-hmm. that's messed up, like if uh, so many of your nail texts are going to be Vietnamese or Korean or from China or from Latin America or whatever that test needs to be available mm-hmm. in a numerous amount of languages there's oh. kind of no reason mm-hmm. and when I was in nail school, people would like the nail school taught in Vietnamese and in English and had separate classes. People would do great and excel and learn all the techniques, and they learned all of the. But the school gives you practice tests, and they have to give it to you in English. And these are people don't even know English, mm. and they would be stuck doing that practice test over and mm-hmm. over and over and over. And they knew everything, mm-hmm. and they knew how to do things right, and they couldn't pass the English test. Mm-hmm. I think there are things like that that need to be changed. I don't know if the test is available in in other languages in New York, but I also know that maybe there should be, I mean, nail school is cheap in the first place, but some nail schools are really corrupt. There needs Mm -hmm. to be more opportunity to like have there be payment plans Mm -hmm. for people to be able to pay for it so that everyone can be legal Mm -hmm. and people who are struggling and this might be one of the few like vocations that are accessible to them Mm -hmm. can have an opportunity to do that.
0: One of the things that you talk about that just rings really, just resonated with me was the fact that if the test is in English, then you are really going to work at a nail salon that doesn't require you to be licensed and therefore they'll take advantage of you in terms mm-hmm. of wages and hours. So there'll be unfair labor practices that you have exactly. no control over that exactly. you're caught up in.
1: Yep, yep. And some people don't even know what is illegal and what is allowed whatever city or state that they're working in. Mm-hmm. And those things can change. One of the interesting things that I found from that article is a lot of the owners of the nail salons were straight up admitting to these practices, but they thought that they were doing their employees a favor. These people are new to the country, mm-hmm. they're undocumented, mm-hmm. they are unemployable, and I'm giving them an opportunity. Well, give them more opportunity. You're making them pay to learn how to do a note chip? You make them pay to work in your salon? Mm-hmm. That's a ludicrous. So wait a minute, so back that up. So we're talking about people
0: who, also may not have training. So it's more than just the folks who may have attended school who can't take the the examination Mm -hmm. because it's in English and they don't speak or read English, but it's more about bringing people over
1: who specifically work in a salon. You get trained with, at least in the New York, what I was gathering from the article in the New York Times the nail techs that work there, to learn a new skill, such as how to apply and remove a Mm no-chick, they have to pay the salon that they work in, usually $100, to learn that. Which is, you know, you're supposed to learn that in nail school, so Mm -hmm. this person isn't licensed. Okay. And I'm wondering, like, does the salon teach them sanitation practices? Does Mm. the salon teach them how to clean your tools, how Mm -hmm. to recognize certain disorders of the Mm. nail? you're only teaching them how to make more money you're not mm-hmm. teaching them how to keep themselves safe and one of the things like I was listening to a podcast where one of the people I really respect the person who runs this um, podcast it's about nails she was like it's your responsibility to know what's harmful and not harmful to you when you mean by you you mean nail techs or the, customers um, or both nail techs okay nail techs mm-hmm. I should be able to tell you what's harmful and not to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. But also, it's on your hands too if you're taking like a medication that makes you sensitive to the sun. You have diabetes, so Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to be like really gentle with how you nip things and Mm -hmm. how you file things and stuff like that because people heal slower Mm -hmm. to let me know that Mm -hmm. i think that if people are pregnant they should let the person know because there are actually beliefs in certain types of ways you should and shouldn't massage someone's feet Mm -hmm. when they're pregnant Mm -hmm. especially later on in their trimester these are things that not everyone's going to be able to know these things Mm -hmm. hopefully when you're going to your doctor and you're like i get pedicures Mm -hmm. your doctor's like hey tell them not to like massage your ankles too much Mm -hmm. because there's pressure points associated to different things, mm-hmm. but when I was in nail school, they were like when someone's pregnant, avoid massaging their mm-hmm. ankles because it, it there's a artery that leads to their abdomen and it could create unwanted activity in their abdominal okay. area mm-hmm. or something for so, the baby. For the baby.
0: This is Laura Rice, and if you've just tuned in, nail art and salon sanitation is the focus of today's Full Body Frequency. I'm joined by nail artiste and plus size model Gigi Lira, who has been working her magic on yours truly. So tell us, what are some of the things that we should know in terms of coming to a salon as far as sanitation and operation?
1: There's sanitation and there's disinfection and there's sterilization Mm -hmm. and what is considered adequate in the state of Illinois and most everywhere else, sanitation and disinfection to wash your implements after they're being used mm-hmm. and to place them in barbicide. They should be in barbicide for about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You should look for... the same nail file should not be used on the same customer one right after another, one right after another. Mm-hmm. You know, The same cuticle nipper should not be used on a client one after another without being cleaned and mm-hmm. properly you know, placed in barbicide after it's cleaned. You want to clean the debris with soap and water and then you want to and there are some people who just put it right in the barbicide afterwards without cleaning it well wait a minute but how do we know customers know that's a hard call you should probably try to go and hang out in the salon for a little bit like before your service and see how how those systems are being practiced show up to your appointment a half an hour ahead of time and just like i'm gonna sit here and watch because Mm -hmm. It's really easy to overlook or to like not really notice what a nail tech is and isn't doing. And to be honest, a lot of nail places are cutting corners because it saves money, but it's really not the fault of the nail tech. Mm-hmm. Those are the rules that are put in place by the salon owner. You know, the salon owner is telling you, you better use the same nail file because mm-hmm. they don't want to pay for new ones. Mm-hmm. The salon owner is probably skimping on barbicide or something like that or doesn't want to buy disposable things mm-hmm. it's rough because you just kind of don't know unless you observe
0: but wait a minute so one of the things that I notice that you all do here at French is that you have individual pumice implementations
1: like a little pumice block and it's just disposable
0: yeah. as well as files etc i'm a longtime customer of polish bar in brooklyn and we all got our own little nail kits Mm -hmm. that we took home with us you could use at home or you could just throw away but i know a number of people in particular in new york bring their own manicure kits with them Mm -hmm. that they know are sterile so is that one of the things that you recommend
1: Absolutely, if you want to bring your own cuticle nippers or files or something to the salon Mm -hmm. or to your service, that's welcome. Mm -hmm. I've even had people bring their own like hand sanitizer because they don't want to use anything with alcohol or Mm -hmm. whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. Go Mm -hmm. for it. But also just because it's yours doesn't mean it's clean. You can have your own bacteria can grow. So you said if it's sterilized, how are they sterilizing Mm -hmm. it? Do they have a sterilization tool or autoclave or something mm-hmm. like that like autoclaves sterilize sanitize okay so
0: as a layperson, what's the difference in a salon between cleaning sterilization and what was the other and disinfection disinfection walk us through those
1: sterilization is like the mm-hmm. utmost highest peak of cleanliness that you can get to that is like when you're cleaning things to get to medical grade like when implements at a hospital Mm -hmm. are being kept in an autoclave and they're cleaned with extreme amounts of heat they're sterilized Mm -hmm. there's pretty much no bacteria on there so after that or a step below that sanitizing is cleaning things with antibacterial soap and trying to get Just you're only able to get some types of bacteria and some types of pathogens, and you're removing the debris, whether it be like parts of your nail or parts of the cuticle that are stuck to a cuticle nipper. You're supposed to sanitize before you disinfect, so you should sanitize any reusable instruments Mm -hmm. be it a nail file or a nail, a cuticle pusher that's metal Mm -hmm. or a cuticle nipper you wash it with a nail brush Mm -hmm. and antibacterial soap and that's sanitizing it, Mm -hmm. but it's not completely, Mm -hmm. there's still some bacteria that could grow on it. Mm -hmm. After that, you disinfect it. Mm -hmm. That might be spraying a high percentage of alcohol on top Mm -hmm. of it. Then you're killing more bacteria on top of that. And then sterilization is the medical grade you're killing pretty much all bacteria, all pathogen. There still might be some type of trace, like minuscule 1% mm-hmm. type thing left on it. And a lot of salons are starting to go that extra mile mm-hmm. and have an autoclave for their implements. Mm-hmm. We have a sonic um, disinfection, sterilization type of thing here that you wash your tools, you put it in here as barbicide and uses sonic waves to help mm-hmm. remove like any other bacteria and debris off of it. Mm-hmm. Not all salons have autoclaves. To be honest, an autoclave isn't necessary or even essential to mm-hmm. a salon. You are able to legally be open and keep your, your implements clean. Also, you know, you can't, you can't put a dirty tool in the autoclave either. You're supposed to wash it first. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're even supposed to wash it and put it in barbicide and then put it like put you're it supposed to follow place. all those steps okay. first anyway. So they're different protocol. Yeah call your salons and call your your nail spas and mm-hmm. call all those places up and be like hey how do you guys keep your stuff clean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm starting to see a lot of places start to use disposable objects mm-hmm. um, and th- they come in little packs right. that are super mm-hmm. awesome it's great for a person to see you open that up mm-hmm. and you have to really trust that mm-hmm. the place you're going to is doing the best to keep them clean mm-hmm. or you're using disposable things.
0: After this final break, Gigi puts her finishing touch on my fingernails, and then we'll learn how much nail art costs with all of the variables you'll want to stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you just tuning in? Well, don't worry. You can listen to this show in its entirety by going to soundcloud.com forward slash fullbodyfrequency. I'm your host, Laura Rice, and my guest, well, I'm a guest of Fringe Salon in Chicago's ultra-cool Wicker Park neighborhood, where my nails are being treated very well by nail artist and technician, Gigi Lira. Gigi, go through the process of what you've done from my fingernails today.
1: Okay, after applying base coat and shaping them up, I put um, one or I put two coats of I saw, you saw, we saw Warsaw, which is a really beautiful, like, teal blue by OPI. Then I put one coat of Morgan Taylor's Under the Stars, which is a sheer blue with, like, a glitter, with a hologram glitter in it. And after that, I put a top coat on to help, and my, the top coat I have is a quick-drying top coat so that everything could settle and get pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I grabbed some rainbow swirl nail foils, placed the adhesive, which is almost like Elmer's glue, similar to Elmer's glue, into a triangle shape starting from the base and narrowing towards the tip of your nail. Let that dry until it was clear. Place the foil on top and removed it. And then, because the foils don't all... They, when you're working with foils, do not expect it to all come off perfectly all the time. There's going to be a little bit of a, I almost like to say shabby chic element. Like mm-hmm. the way like things look like they're cracked and they're worn and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't expect perfection from... From nail foils which is frustrating because sometimes you do one nail and you're like it's perfect and mm-hmm. then you do the next nail and you're like it's not so perfect <laughs> so then i went back with the glue the morgan taylor under the stars mm-hmm. and i yeah. neatened up the edges of the triangle and then i put on some dashing diva gel glue very thick glue towards the base near the cuticle in a dot and placed a neon Yellow, lime ish color um, stone on top. Used um, Let's Go Super Fast Glue Dry mm-hmm. to dry the glue and um, sprayed that onto the nails with the stones. And then I reapplied the quick dry top coat. And then I put on oil, rubbed that in there a little bit. Because
0: we're going to take pictures. There we go. There we go. So that's the process. But what are we talking about in terms of nail art, in terms of the payment range? What do we expect to pay?
1: Every salon, I feel like, and every nail tech and every nail artist it has a different method of, of how they charge for this service. So what we're doing here is... A variation of charging $15 for 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. and it could only be done in 15-minute increments. Mm -hmm. So then it's another 15 minutes for another 15 minutes. So that can mean you get one very simple design, such as um, a moon Mm -hmm. or a stone or something on each, or a stripe on Mm -hmm. all of your nails, Mm -hmm. or and that could be done in 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. or you get a couple of nails that have a little bit more detail on them or you get one nail that's extremely detailed with a bunch of stones and painted designs whatever it really just it depends on how many colors are used and that's this is a tricky question because sometimes it's like some places charge more per color Mm -hmm. each other color you add is another price some places charge per stone some places charge per time and so all of those things are gonna be at play so what we're doing here and that's our experiment is it's fifteen dollars for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and so that's the only you know if someone wants just one nail we might be like it's five dollars mm-hmm. we make adjustments according to the to the person if they want that one nail to be completely covered in all of our Swarovski crystals that might be like ten dollars for that nail because mm-hmm. Swarovski crystals are not cheap mm-hmm. so it really depends on what you're getting done how many stones you want if those stones are plastic or if they're crystals mm-hmm. because the crystals are expensive. If you are getting like a portrait of Abraham Lincoln or something painted on there, it's not going to be $3 if you're getting something really, really detailed like mm-hmm. that. It's usually done on a no chip too. Expect it to start in like the 50 $60 range mm-hmm. and go up from there okay. depending on how many nails mm-hmm. you want. Um, and if people are doing it on normal nail polish expect it to be around $30 and up. Don't quote me on that because different salons are going to definitely have different prices and depending on the skill level Mm -hmm. of the artist and the tech that is providing that service, it could adjust per person. Mm. If you want some really cool nail art too, I suggest you try to talk to your nail tech first Mm -hmm. so that you can get an idea for how much it costs, how much time it is, so that the right amount of time is booked out. Mm -hmm. So um, how long will this last? It depends on what you do with your hands. Mm-hmm. How long does nail polish usually last on you? Mm-hmm. Four or five days, maybe. Yeah, then this will probably last four or five days. If if you're the type to wear gloves when you wash dishes and gloves when you garden mm-hmm. and
0: <laughs> <laughs> gardening and me,
1: yeah. <laughs> Everybody's different with their nails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are pickers and they're there is tapping their fingers mm-hmm. and if they do stuff like that, things are gonna chip sooner. Right. And some people I've had people be like, this lasted for two weeks and all you see is grow out. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of unbelievable. If you're you're not in a lot of water, Mm -hmm. we could get almost a week out of this. If nail polish tends to last shorter or longer on you, it's probably gonna be within that same guideline. I like to think that my manicures kind of last a little bit longer. I feel like I get a lot of people that are like this, I can't believe how long this lasted mm-hmm. because I'm really big at cleaning the nail plate all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. in between steps and l- with alcohol and as when that nail plate is dehydrated and kept nice and free of any oils, even your own natural oils, it makes your polish and it makes your base coat and it makes everything like latch onto it mm-hmm. and last so much longer. I'll be back (laughs) thanks so much again welcome thanks for coming in
0: okay thanks again to Don Bublet, owner of fringe a salon Gigi Lira nail technician and nail artist and the rest of fringe a salon staff for graciously hosting full body frequency For more information about this show, including pictures of my nails, Gigi Lira's other work, and links to Fringe and to both the New York Times article and the Essence.com piece, visit Full Body Frequency's Facebook page. While you're there make sure you and a friend like us. Feel free to send us some listener love at fullbodyfrequency at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can listen to this or previous shows by visiting soundcloud.com forward slash fullbodyfrequency. Until next time, tune into your own full body frequency where large is luscious living.